As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Welcome to the Saint Happy Hour podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. (laughs) (laughs) They'd get his. (laughs) I don't even have a joke, Dave. (laughs) Dave Dave smells like nougat. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. All right, welcome to Saints Happy Hour Podcast. It's June, first Monday of June, every month. You get the drunk Saints history. This month, Kevin joined me for the 2000 Saints. It's phenomenal. You should listen. You should download it. You should send it to your friends. You should get them to, de- to donate for next year so we can do more drunk Saints history. Um, all right, uh, Dave and Kevin are on a date at Loggers in New Orleans tonight. Uh, so this will be fun. Kevin, uh, give the people a taste of what the podcast is going to be like uh, in the background tonight, if you would. Uh, yeah, I am. Uh, we're, Dave and I are seated out on the patio. Yeah. Well, not me, not Dave. Dave now went inside uh, because he said he can't look at me anymore. Um, and uh, they're playing music very loudly on the patio. Yeah. And I don't think they know how to turn it down or off. So or, or make it get you're getting what, you're getting what you're getting, people. It's June. Yeah. There's nothing going. There's not much going on. Well, there is actually the Saints. Uh, Nick Fairley. Oh, wait, I, I have to describe Kevin. What Kevin's wearing? He's got his his neon <laughs> pink his neon pink pasties on right now. <laughs> yeah, I dolled myself up for this. I put I set the makeup gun to whore. <laughs> uh, you know, unfortunately. The rule of the Saints offseason is in full effect. The Saints have news, and it's terrible. Uh, Nick Fairley apparently had uh, some sort of heart issue, and his career may be in jeopardy, which, um, Andrew, if you could, uh, it's a disa- Like, if they don't have Nick Fairley, it's, it's as big a disaster as the background music for this podcast. Maybe worse so. Could you explain to the people why... No, Nick Fairley is a disaster. Yeah, um, I mean, it's to me that's the worst case scenario almost. And I mean, besides Breeze, and, and the reason I say that, I mean, I, I would put maybe Cam Jordan ahead of him, but that's about it. And you know, some people might say, "What about Delvin Bro? What about mm-hmm. Vaccaro?" I, I thought Fairley was a better player than them, and, and more of a linchpin to the defense. Yeah. He, he, here's the deal. With the defense, I just feel like the secondary is shit. Maybe passable if everyone's maybe. healthy. Linebackers, shit. Linebackers are mediocre at best. And so 
the one way I felt like this team could really get better defensively is if they had an off, awesome defensive line. And, and if you have Fairley and Rankins up the middle and you have Jordan and, and Okafor ends up being okay, you have the makings of potentially a really strong offensive defensive line and you can hang your hat on that and you can lean on that to be the linchpin of your defense. But if all of a sudden, you know, all these people saying, oh, I'm not too worried about it, we have Rankins, we need them both. <laughs> they, wouldn't have, they wouldn't have given all this money to Fairley in the offseason if they didn't feel like he was critical didn't, to this defense working. Didn't free agency start on Thursday, and they signed Fairley on Friday, right? Like, it, it, didn't, even yeah. take, it didn't even take a day. Dave, yeah. you were very anti-Nick Fairley signing him. Because you were worried that he was going to get to be 450 pounds, correct? If Dave isn't mute. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say I told you so. Because my whole thing with signing Nick Fairley and paying him all that money was uh, was the fact that I was concerned that he was going to become lazy and, and just half-ass it. Uh, but not this. this. contract. No, I, I was not. No, I certainly, I certainly wasn't saying don't sign him because I think he's got a a life-threatening heart condition. Um, so, uh, so I'm not going to say I told you so. I mean, what I will say is that if they had listened to me for the reasons I initially mm-hmm. gave, technically we wouldn't be in this position. Uh, that's all I can say about this. Kevin, um, if... So it's an I told you so without an I told you so. <laughs> sort of, yeah. It's an I told you so. It's a different reason, you know. Dave is like, it's like... Uh, I don't know the analogy. It'd be like uh, Dave telling you, do not marry that woman. She is a whore. And then she gets hit by a bus. And you, Dave's like, I told you not to marry her. You wouldn't be so sad now. Uh, you know, maybe my, my reason was completely wrong, but you should have listened to me. shouldn't have married her. Um, Kevin. Uh, yeah, the music will not be going off for the duration of our uh, stay on said podcast. The late... <laughs> The poor waitress said that if she t- cuts off the music out here, it'll cut off the music to the entire building. Oh, yeah, and they won't get the kick, kicking tunes that you got in the background there, which sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. it's, it's, it sounds like Dave and I are in a goddamn iTunes commercial. Kevin, me and you, are, and Andrew to a certain extent, me and you, because we're a little bit older and whatever, um, I cannot remember the Saints having two shittier like dead periods of the off season than the last two years. I mean, last year in June they lost Kikaha and Wilson and Jamarcus Sanford, and I know two of the players weren't that big a deal. But this year they they Unger, mate, you know he's going to be hurt for a while, and then they might lose Fairly for the, for his career. I mean, like as far as Junes go in the dead period, I can't and they remember. signed and they signed a known child beater. I mean, yeah, this this past off season has been pretty shitty. Well, I mean, just the dead period. I mean, maybe not like the whole off season, but just like the dead period when there's not supposed to be any news. Like, I can't remember a shittier dead time for the Saints. Yeah, I'm. Listen, I'm not as up. I'm not. I'm not the history buff that you and Juge are uh, for for the franchise. But I certainly can't. Nothing comes to my mind. Juge, can you? And of course, and of course, now that I've said this, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure one of our. Uh, I'm sure one of the intelligentsia that listens. Uh, religiously but won't admit it will pipe in with something and saying oh no no held is clearly forgetting uh the uh the 97 season when this and this and this happened oh it was a disaster 
Juge, can you think of any? I can't think of it because everything I think of, like Andre. Well, Ro- Cam Cleveland getting his, yeah. But that was in training camp. That was in training camp, that was though. Training camp. Or yeah, like, before training. Camp. Or Andre Royal like getting arrested at the strip. I mean, that was like the beginning of free agency. You know, it wasn't- I mean, Dale Carter failing a drug test the day after he signed a contract. Yeah, that's true, but that wasn't the day. Eh. When did Albert Connell steal money from Deuce? Oh, that was during the season. No. Oh. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is, this is pretty, I mean, this is pretty, I mean, Dave, I felt like all my optimism that I was like working towards and I. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I was getting very excited about the season. Like, all of it just got chopped, like, burned to the ground. Did you feel that way when you heard about it fairly, or are you just like, eh, whatever? Uh, no. I mean, first of all, do we know that he's, like, definitely, like, not playing football? I mean, no. No. We really no, haven't he even could, heard he could anything be fine. He could so, be fine. I mean, I mean, it's still up in the air, but... Uh, but hey, buddy, look, I would get ready for that because it's uh, it's only June and it's going to be happening. You know, that's that's my prediction for this season. It, it's all going to go. It's going to turn into another seven and nine season, and it's all going to be derailed by stupid injuries. <laughs> I'm telling you, I just it's the way I feel. Kevin, just wh- the tip of the iceberg, buddy. Kevin, why tip of the iceberg? After watching the Saints last year, and basically. You can argue that their season got derailed because of massive injuries at corner and other places. Why, after watching 2016 and seeing how massive key injuries ruin their season, do people want to talk themselves into, ah, oh, it's fine, it's fine, it, fairly, they don't need him. They can, they can get, they can get some other fat guy off the street, and it'll be fine. Like, why, why do, yeah, okay. why, why do fans insist on doing that? Or why do they, why, why is it, why do they? Hope springs eternal. In the office. Uh, well, that and they're just diluted. <laughs> they're just they're just diluted for no reason. I mean, I mean, what, what, it's like what else are you gonna do? Acknowledge reality? <laughs> I mean, but it's I mean I'm not giving I mean I'm not giving up on the season. I'm but I mean you can you can look at it and be like shit, this is bad. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I feel like there's a big chunk of fans that are like, no, it's not. It's the, if it's if it's not Breeze, it doesn't matter, and they can just go on and be fine. I just next man up. Next, dude. If I'm the next man up with the defensive line, they're fucked. Okay. Uh, unless it involves speeding. Which yeah, my my, my favorite arguments for why Fairly doesn't matter is number one, next man up. Yes. N- number number two, uh, 
he, he couldn't have been that good because they were 27th with him on defense. So how much worse can it be with him gone? They, got, they, got, they were 7-9 and nine with, with Junior Gillette's 10 sacks. They can be 7-9 and nine without him. Yeah, so there's there's that. And uh, my, my, my third favorite argument is, is just the general, um, oh, they have rankings. <laughs> so like they they have depth at the position, so it doesn't matter. Uh, like like they're they're like there's immediately the assumption that Rankins is as good or better than Fairley, which first of all isn't true. We don't even know that yet. Right now, what we know is that Fairley was way better than Rankins last year. And, and, and secondly, like they just completely gloss over and ignore the fact that David Onyemata is getting like seventy percent of the snaps now. <laughs> Kevin, um, if you take this out- is why you make this is why you find a way to make multiple draft picks <laughs> in a draft. But you, you know you need to make sure. don't tra- don't trade up, trade down. Kevin, it, it, obviously, I think Drew Brees would be number one, for, and Cam Jordan would be two for guys you just would you can't lose for the Saints or they're really screwed. But who would is there anybody that you that if the Saints lost them? would be higher than fairly. I can't think of anybody. Like who would be No, Cam Jordan. No, it would be Drew Brees, Cam Jordan, Fairly would be the top 3. And I was asking, is there anybody that I'm missing that's higher than those than those 3? Or no. those 2? Who Kevin, no. who, who would you put? Is there anybody? No, I can't think of anybody. Dave? I mean that, I mean See, that's I a, that's, a, a, that's a real good top 3. That's a real a lot of fans would say Delvin Bro, and I, I just think Delvin – I told you this the other day, Ralph. I just think Delvin Bro is like a fully souped-up Hondo cord. For people you that know? take and the bus. People that take the yeah, bus. Yeah, Saints be- fans have, have been taking the bus the whole life in, as far as cornerbacks are concerned because we're used to a trash heap, and we're used to scooters at corner. And so you see a guy like Delvin Bro, who all he is is a all he is is a fully souped up Honda Accord, but is everyone he, thinks he's a luxury vehicle. Is he fully su- Is he fully loaded Honda Accord? I'd say he's kind of a base model, like maybe a fully maybe a fully loaded Civic. Yeah, Dave, is there anybody? Do you can you think of anybody besides Drew Brees and Cam Jordan that would be higher on the goddamn it? I I can't believe that guy's injured list for Saints fans. <clears throat> Sean Payton? <laughs> <laughs> maybe Michael maybe by Michael Thomas? Maybe? I mean, but that's it. I mean, and, and I would say even with Michael Thomas, I feel like even if Michael Thomas got injured, I feel like the Saints could figure it out. You know? Um, so, Andrew, I'm going to talk to you. Andrew, I, look, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, ask you to sugarcoat it and tell me that it's going to be okay and they're going to put on Yamada and he's going to be turned into John Randall. It's going to be okay. But the Saints, they have to do, and we were talking about this yesterday on the phone, they have to do something if, if Fairly yeah. is hurt. Like, they, they can't just be like, well, we're fucked. I mean, I will, like, I mean, the do- one the one in a million scenario that I remember like this was when the Rams uh, lost Trent Green and Dick Vermeil was as despondent and depressed as I've ever seen a head coach and he basically was, like he was crying we, we, and then we like, lost our starting quarterback like our season's over 
And then they went to the Super Bowl because Kurt Warner well, no, was even No, he better. was like crying during the press conference. He's like, Kurt Warner's going to play good football. But he was crying while he was saying it. So you were like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. like he knew. He was like, it's over. <laughs> yeah. So, but like what, like what is, what scheme-wise or plan-wise will would they do? Not that it would work, but what yeah, would they do? Um, well, I mean, I think right now Davidson would just, play you know as opposed to Davidson maybe playing 50% of the run snaps and Onyemata just coming in as a pass rush sub maybe 30% of the time it, it, it now you're just leaning on them that much more and, and you know I could see where Rankins would be a guy that wouldn't play as much on running downs you know where like sometimes you'd pair fairly with Davidson so that's kind of out the window I feel like Rankins really is is going to be elevated for maybe playing 60% of the snaps to like 80 and he'll, Davison will play a lot with him on first and second down. And then basically anytime it's a pass rushing situation, Onyemata would come in. Um, I mean, I also think they've got to sign a guy. I don't know if that's like uh, an aging vet, like a Jared Odrick or, you know, just some guy that's out there. Who's that's a random kinda, fat guy that's out there? Uh, there were, I saw that Canal Street Chronicles posted like four older fat guys that fat guys. Would, would come I'm on a one-year prove-it deal and maybe be okay. Get Vince Wolfark. He can stop doing H-E-B ads in Texas and the Saints can sign him. Kevin, uh, here's a really horrifying thought. Will the Saints' defense take a step back from last year and not be as good? Repeat that, Ralph. Will the Saints, you caught me mid-bite. Will the Saints' defense not be as good as it was in 2016 without Nick Fairley? How, how far back will it slide? At this point, if you told me the Saints were going to finish 5-11, and 11, I, would, I, would, I, would, I would think that was a possibility. Dave? Do you think... Uh, I told you, 7-9 is... 7 uh, Nice right now. Seven and nine. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what they do. As long as Drew Brees is taking snaps, they could they could they could be have Shalmet high and they would be seven and nine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, seven and nine. Um. I mean, and here's the here's the here's the problem is even if he comes back, if he misses time. Andrew, they're kind of screwed because they need like they're the the front of the schedule is just brutal, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. If 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 I if I if I said to you, Fairley's out for the Fairley's out for six weeks, but you can pick one guy on the Saints defense to play out of his fucking mind for a month. Who would you pick? Yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, I wouldn't pick Jordan because I can, I can confidently trust that he's going to maintain a, a decent level of play. Um, my pick would be Ellerby Ooh, um, because if pick. he's because if he's if he's playing out of his mind, I know when Ellerby's out of his mind, he is damn good. And if he's playing, that means he's healthy. And we have seen what a healthy, good playing Danelle Ellerby does to this defense. So I think that's my pick. 
Uh, I like that question. Kevin, who would you pick to play out of his mind if, if Fairley had to miss like four to six? Well, well, I tell you what, then. I guess my answer will just be Delvin Bro then. <laughs> I almost I almost blurted out Corey White for a second. <laughs> that tells you where my head's at. Dave. You just had to ask me whether Corey White was still on the team. <laughs> Kevin, uh, Dave, who, Dave, who would you, who would you, who would you pick, Dave? Wait, what was the question? I wasn't listening. <laughs> if Fairley is out, if Fairley's out for four to six weeks, uh, and you could pick one Saints defensive player to play out of his mind for a month, who would you pick? Uh, Marshawn Lattimore. Ooh, that's a good choice. I like that pick. Yeah, I'd pick. I think I'd pick. I think I would pick. Uh, Mark. Uh, Marcus Williams, the 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 new the new safety rookie. I think. Oh, you, yeah, you like the free safety balling out. Yeah, huh? like if he like if you know like if in if in if he if he had like four interceptions in a month and and like you know caused like two more two other turnovers, like at least that would be something. Get the Saints more possessions and give them a give them a chance, right? Um, right. So. Um, before we, I think that's it for that's it for Saints news. I guess that that. Andrew, final thing on that: Do they do they have like? But I guess there, there's no veteran out there that's going to like command any money at defense. So they, so if they just want to find a guy, they can find a guy. Like they don't. Oh yeah, yeah, no, and no, any guy that's joining them at this point is on a prove a deal. Yeah. Um. So before we get to Twitter questions, which we have a couple, uh, I would like to to talk about the the uh, incredible feat that I did today. Uh, I got two speeding tickets in 45 minutes, which uh has to be some sort of record maybe like uh has has any of you ever ever pulled that trick off where you've gotten two two speeding tickets in the same day no i don't think i've ever gotten two speeding I'm, tickets in the same day i'm pretty year. sure that's a superpower that my wife has <laughs> i got a speeding ticket going to fight my property taxes and i got a speeding ticket coming back from fighting my property tickets not one from a state trooper, one from uh, the the fine, fine Texas city of Angleton. Uh, so uh, yeah, that sucked. Uh, and, and By the I, way, that's that's going going to fight your your assessment. That is such a white person thing to be doing. <laughs> it's a white route. <laughs> you are such a whitey. I am. A, come uh, on, man. I mean, is it? Is it? Wait. Uh, now, are these are these these are these the same ones that they have in New Orleans, where like you have to pay to like some company in Arizona? No, I. And it's like that's what's even more frustrating is like you get these fucking tickets in New Orleans on the camera. Oh no no no! And and then you gotta like fucking write the eighty dollar check and send it to fucking Arizona. And you're <laughs> like, my fucking city isn't even getting this money, are they? No, no, it's it. It was really the city of Angleton because I was curious to how much it was going to cost, and I called them up, and uh, the nice uh, lady on the other end had the nice Texas drawl. She's like, "Sweetie, we don't get that ticket processed for another week. You just have to figure that. You have to call me back next week." I was like, "God damn it!" So, uh, you should go to court if the cop doesn't show up, they get expunged. Man, it's pretty wanna... rare, but it's worth it's worth. My buddy just got a ticket for rolling a stop sign, <laughs> and, and he was like about to pay the ticket, and at the last second, he called like the clerk's office, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm thinking about showing up to court in a few days." And they're like, "Actually, we just pulled your ticket because the cop that wrote you up is no longer employed 
by the city. Oh, fantastic. So, and, and if, he, if he hadn't called, he would have just sent him the check and he would have paid for it. Yeah. So you're saying I should drive back to Angleton and, and, and fight, go the, to court. fight the man. Well, no. I mean, you just go to court, and the worst thing that happens most of the time is the judge. Listen, and like, listen. And, unless the judge is a huge asshole, he's just going to be like, yeah, you, you're guilty, and you have to pay whatever. It's, it's tough to fight City Hall. It's not t- it's, it is less tough to fight the federal government, and I'm telling you that right now. Because if you get audited by the IRS, you can fight that. You can fight that. If you have to declare bankruptcy, you can fight that. If the government, if the feds come after you and say you owe, you owe six figures, you can literally look at them, shrug, and say, "Well, all I got is this." And you know what? They'll take it and they'll leave you alone, because that's the feds. The city will come to your house, drag you out of bed in the middle of the night, and beat you with a rubber hose on your front lawn at 3 a.m. for 80 cents. For 80, yes, they will do that. They will do that in front of your wife. And they'll do that in front of your neighbors, and they'll say, let this be a lesson to the rest of you fuckers. Because that's what the city does. So if you want to go on ahead drive all the way back to bumfuck Texas and fight this, be my guest. Bumfuck. Be my guest. Because let me, cause let me tell you something. Hayseed McGee, or whoever pulled you over. Hayseed McGee. He loves waiting for clowns like you to try and challenge so he can just roll up in his finest in his finest 20-gallon hat had for his 10-gallon head three, they had three. So, so, so the judge can, like, bang his gavel and feel important and, and, and try and find a way to find you further. They, they had three cop cars on the, also on the road the fine where I Republic, was. Also, the fine Republic of Texas can, can, can pay for Governor Abbott to go on vacation just a little bit further. That's all that matters, man. I think the, I That's think all that matters. I think the Texas legislature is only in session, like, once every five years. Uh, well, they gotta pay for these guys to go on vacation. Oh, <laughs> uh, I didn't. I, that was a great rant. But I didn't realize Kevin was gonna be fired up about this. I was fired up. I'm. I'm like, well, I am fired up about it. I, 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 I should have played the cripple card and tried to get out of it. What this I is why we had to sit outside. Yeah. We couldn't have him embarrassing us in the middle of the restaurant. <laughs> Your date, Kevin's not gonna get any. Dave's upset. Uh, all right. So we have Twitter questions. So, um. Hey, Kevin, this is a question for you because you're a Star Wars person. Rogue One or The Force Awakens? What's better? Ooh, that's actually a good question. Um, some Brian. Huh. I'd probably say The Force Awakens. I'd say The Force Awakens, although maybe maybe the better moment was probably the last, maybe the best moment out of the two might have been the last five minutes of Rogue One. Although, and, and I'm about to contradict myself yet again, uh, for me, 36-year-old me, uh, it was quite I cathartic. Like the background. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how long the song goes on. Apparently, mm-hmm. the song goes on forever. Oh, did you know that this music is actually what's going on inside Dave's head at least 22 hours of the day? <laughs> while, he's, while he's printing T-shirts. He's just like, you know, printing T-shirts like... Gotta make that t-shirt money. Do what you want. Do what you want. And all that kind of stuff. He's like, oh, beignets and crawdads. Woo, boy. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, seeing Luke Skywalker at the end, just in the last, like, 30 seconds of uh, The Force Awakens, was quite cathartic for, for me, who grew up on that stuff. It was basically just like, oh, it's Luke Skywalker. Gonna be an eight. So, Here, uh... Andrew, who makes the Hall of Fame first, P.J. Williams or David Onyemata? Oh, my God. 
Who's neither, buying a ticket first? It's neither. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, this is a good question from Matthew, Dave. Which player's family are you going to brag about sitting next to? Which which family does Dave brag most about sitting next to this season? So what, who's it going to be, Dave? What 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 Saints family are you going to be? Are you going to name drop the most during the year? <laughs> it's got to be um, it's got to be Adrian Peterson's beaten kid, right? Possible. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, um, it's definitely possible. I mean, it, it's usually it seems to be somebody different every every game. Last year it was Willie Sneed, Nick Fairley. Uh, Mark Ingram, uh, somebody else. And they always, and it's funny because I swear that they, they always have a big game. Whenever yeah. somebody's family is sitting next to me, you know, Ben Watson has his family set there. You need to come over and rub your semi-bald head for good every luck. Every semi, but let's say, hey, mm-hmm. hey, I'm, I'm pretty much bald to the wall. <laughs> um, but, uh. So I don't know, but whoever it is, whatever week that is, I'll tweet it out because it's pretty much guaranteed that they're going to have a good game. I think Willie Sneed had a two-touchdown game when his family was there. I think Nick Fairley had, like, a two-sack game when his mother was, like, sitting oh. next, to, next to me. And then his mother, like, died, like, a week later. It was, like, very disturbing. Uh, Andrew, is the Saints locker room built on top of an Indian burial, burial ground? That's from Dylan. No, I, I I really think the um, the Compton curse of Darren Sproles' wife. It is, is the Compton. Is, is, that's what's going on here. The Compton curse is real. The Greenbrier was made up, fake news, but the curse is a real thing. Um, let's see. Uh, do do Um, somebody had. Well, they happen at the same time, so yeah. you don't really know if it's a combination or. Yeah. This is yeah. a, this is a question from Anthony. What would be more soul crushing? Saints go seven and nine again, or Astros hyper collapse and miss the playoffs? Dude, the Astros are thirteen and a half games in front in the AL West. If the Astros collapsing would like it might kill my poor wife. If they would collapse and blow this season and not make the playoffs, I, I don't. I can't deal with that, Anthony. That would be a thousand times worse than the Saints not make. The Saints going seven and nine again—a thousand times worse for me personally. And also, true, the Saints—they might be okay this year and be playoff worthy. This Astros team is on pace to be the best baseball team in the history of Earth. Uh, so yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're not set up for disappointment at all. No. Um, uh, let's see. Um, uh, this is an interesting question, Dave. Which Saints player is publicly supportive but secretly furious about a free agent signing or draft pick? Got to be his boyfriend, right? I don't really. Which which Saints player? Well, yeah, is which sec- is publicly privately angry but yeah. publicly fine? Yeah, of about a, a signing or yeah, a trade? Yeah, a signing or a draft pick. Of themselves as a player or another player? No, it's another be, player. It'd be like dumbass. Mark Ingram being like, uh, yeah, uh, it'd be like Mark Ingram. Oh, say, oh, you know, oh, you know. oh, oh, oh. Uh, just, just say Mark Ingram. That's the <laughs> obvious no, answer. I, I, obviously, the person who asked this question has a particular player in mind when he asked this question. And, and, what the, and the person that asked this question, they want me to validate them. Yes. And I'm assuming, I'm assuming I can't think of another player or at another position but yeah i mean i would say it's probably mark ingram and the kumara thing i mean or, or adrian peterson 
Mark Ingram is probably all upset because they signed Adrian Peterson. Uh, I would say maybe Cali Mede was thinking he could play. And Green. Adrian Peterson is going to be the number one running back in the league <laughs> starting week one. Cali Mede could be a little mad. Like, he could be supportive of them signing Warford, but he'd be like, God damn, I was going to play guard. You know? And then Yeah, that's and a then, decent call. And that's and then he comes along, so that's that's a possibility. Or the secondary could could be like publicly, Oh, we need more help, we're happy about Lattimore, but privately we're like, Man, we had this. I don't know why they decided another corner. This is bullshit, man. We got P J and Pro and, <laughs> and, and Kyle Wilson <laughs> we got and, and Swan. We're like, We're good to go, why'd they do this to us? I mean, so um uh Oh, look look this is what looks better. Saints' chances of making the playoffs without Fairley or no makeup Kathy Griffin. Oh, my God. It looks like the Joker had a baby with Raggedy Ann. Jesus Christ. Kevin is making some interesting faces at the thought of Kathy Griffin without it's makeup. It's on my Twitter feed. Matthew. He's that, wincing over Matthew, here. Matthew, that is an obscene tweet, and if I didn't like you, I'd block you. That that is that is obscene. I might have to report you to Twitter. Um, let's I just see. thought of a guy that would be mad about a signing. Who's that? Uh, Luke Luke McCown. I mean, he's not with the team anymore, but <laughs> no, he's the winner. I'm, I'm no. sure. I'm sure he's pissed about uh, Chase Daniel. <laughs> no, that's the winner. That's that's the winner right there. Good good job out of you, Andrew. Um, off topic. This is from Guillaume. He's a he's a new person that's following me on Twitter, but he's a big soccer fan. Uh, what's worse, your team being relegated or relocated? Would promotion relegation Oof. system work in the NFL? No, it can't work in the NFL because you don't have all the layers of ma- major and minor league team. But the first part uh, is really interesting. Uh, Andrew, relocation is so much worse. Yeah, I mean, as a, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's clearly it's clearly relocation because listen, relegation, yeah, relegation sucks for about a month, but then you accept it and you're like, all right, uh, now just we just got to beat the hell out of everybody down here in this in this level to get back up. Yeah. I mean, I'm a fan of Newcastle. Newcastle oh has God. been set, has been relegated two or three times since I've been a fan of theirs, and guess what? Both times they ended up winning the 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 the, the, the freaking second tier New- to get back into the into the Premier League. New- and sometimes it's it's more fun to just drop down a level and beat everyone. And the thing is, with New- Newcastle is like they are like the chronic. They, there is no reason for Newcastle to be relegated ever, and yet they do it consistently. You know, uh, but yeah, that's what I mean. Well, like because their owner's a cheap bastard. That's yeah. why. Yeah, I mean the thing is like. If the Saints relocate, I'm done with them. In theory, if they got well, if they had relegation, the Saints would have disbanded by now because they'd be a wreck team at some senior home because of the '70s, man. I mean, Jesus, they'd be out of the, they'd be out of the, whatever, whatever the semi-pro league the NFL has. That's where they'd be. Um, so relegation would would kill the Saints, but. Um, relegation is way, way preferable, as bad as it is. Um, so that pretty much uh, wraps it up. Thanks, everybody, for the questions, the fun questions. We needed them with the, the potentially bad news about Fairley. Um, so you go to St. Nation. Uh, Andrew's got stuff there, posting, right, quick shots, different things, different articles. Uh, Dave's working on his preview column that he'll post 2018. Uh, and Kevin's on the Twitters, right? Kevin, have, have you gotten any? Yes, still you, on Still on Twitter. Have you gotten any Twitter flame wars with people lately? 
Uh, no, not lately. Just uh, just the usual back and forth banter between you and I. Yeah, I uh, I got into I got into uh, Twitter fighting about uh, Nick Fairley. They called me Negative Nancy, and uh, the Saints were going on sixteen and all that. That's the nicest thing I've ever been called. Yeah, I was. I put a little sugar coating on it, and uh, I was arguing with somebody about um, politics. About uh, so that was fun. If, if people get mad at me, they're like, "When can I unmute you when you stop talking politics?" I'm like, "Dude, I just I, I talk politics and I talk the Saints. If you don't like it, you don't have to follow me. I talk Everton too." Uh, but anyway, so um, for Dave and Kevin on their date, uh, guys, so cute. It's cute. Uh, have fun the rest of your night. Uh, and remember, Dave, no means no, no matter how drunk Kevin is. <laughs> I like that you think he's the one making the move. That's great. I'll try to keep my hands off of him. <laughs> and, so, and, and for Dave, for Kevin, for Andrew, uh, until next week, the bar is closed. Rex and Rob Ryan are your new WWE Tag Team Champions of the World.